Welcome to episode 27 of Virgo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at Joining League Freak, who you can find on Twitter at League Freak. How's things going, mate? Pretty good. Um, watched an interesting round of games on the weekend, and so we're going to talk about it today. Yep, we've had a... Uh, well, I wouldn't say pretty good in my my opinion, but I had a, <laughs> I had to report on a few of them live, and they were they were a bit of a chore. But, yeah, uh, that, that Bulldogs versus Canberra game was probably the worst game I've seen this year. I think I can't think of another one that was worse than that. It was tough to watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to discuss the issues surrounding NRL during the Origin period. Uh, currently, we have a situation where, for 2019, rounds 12 to 17 are going to be practically ignored and will be heavily impacted by the state of origin schedule. Uh, yeah. So, I, I was going to say, I've done a, a quick bit of research here, nothing too mm-hmm. intense. And mm-hmm. just looking at the difference in crowd figures for the last four years mm-hmm. um, during the origin period. So, basically, the, the origin period, we see the NRL crowds are between... 13,100 and 13,600 per game over the last four mm-hmm. years. The overall year average for crowds is usually between 15,000 and 15,800. So there's a drop-off that's there of 1,500 to 2,300 per game during the origin period over the total. And when we look at the um, the average for games without the origin games in there, the gap is even bigger. It comes to it's between about eighteen hundred and three thousand per game. So yeah, it's a noticeable drain on the game itself. Um, and then you get the other issue, of course, where you get the drain on clubs. So this week we saw you know South lose a game that they probably otherwise would have been they would have been strolling strolling home to a comfortable thirty odd point win, I guess. Um, and they've lost top spot on the ladder because of it. So. Should we do something about it? Yeah, I think so. I think that um, it's just clearly not working. I mean, that's a massive drop-off in crowds. I think in the going back a little bit further, the drop-off didn't seem so significant. But I think when you're seeing the quality of games really badly affected by it, and, I mean, this round we had some bludger games that made it worse. Um, and that coupled with the crowds being that much lower, um, I think it's probably time for the NRL to look towards a different sort of setup around origin time. It's just a case of finding which setup is the right way to go forward and and to make sure that all the stakeholders in the game are happy with it because, first of all, the broadcasters are the main ones. They're going to really drive what they want, but I can't imagine that the broadcasters are getting significant TV ratings compared to what they would with the alternatives um, that could be in place that I think would give us better football to watch at this time of the year and really protect the sanctity of the NRL competition because these the middle of the season there's just the results can be trash and it has a real effect on who ends up in the top eight a lot of the time especially towards the end of the top eight. You know, the, the top sides normally get through origin, all right, but the bottom end of the top eight can really badly be affected by this origin period. So I think that there's better ways to go about it, and I think it's probably time for the NRL and broadcasters to really take a good look at it and see what it's just do better with it. 
Yeah, I mean, we're looking essentially at six weeks of the competition that's impacted by Origin. And, mm. you know, that's... It's too much of the game being chewed up by yeah. this three-game series, um, which obviously is the moneymaker for the, for the NRL. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we're looking at 25% of the season that gets impacted by Origin, and that's, that's just way too high. Uh, we so, I guess the the options are, you've got to find a way to first of all make the impact less on the NRL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, the, the first thing the, I think the first question to answer right is that broadcasters love Sunday night state of origin, okay? And we're going to have one of those this year where it's a seven day lead in, and you've got to match that up with the 10-day lead-in. Which, what, what do you think is better for the game of rugby league? I, I'm i going to be a bit controversial. I think they should put Origin on Saturday. Uh, Saturday, yeah. you know, kick, kick off at 6 or 7 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. Because you're going to dominate that market. The problem I find with Sunday is the same problem I have with it being on Wednesday. And that is people are going to go to work the next day. Kids are going to go to school the next day. Yeah, and so Sunday night for me just isn't a solution. I think Saturday is your absolute goldmine period because, um, you know, there's nothing on the next day. Yeah, there's no excuse to have it starting at eight o'clock if you want to, because you've got Sunday to to relax and get over it and still talk about it. Um, so for me, with with big events like that, I'd definitely be looking at at Saturday. Have kick off around seven o'clock on Saturday night, like actual kick off, not an hour of pre, pre-match talk, which we'll be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you're basically pushing us out of the market is what you're saying. You're basically changing the entire state of origin set up so that you and me can't do our live shows from 7 p.m. No, we can still do our show because we're, we're home-based anyway. I mean, we uh, can do this shit at, at 2 in the morning if we have to. Well, I know yeah. I can. <laughs> yeah, so can I. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, I I just think that that's that's the golden perfect time. If you if you want to appeal the game to families, if you want to appeal make it appeal to kids, your market's going to be at its peak availability on Saturday night. That's just me. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think that I definitely think it kicks off. I I hate eight pm kickoffs. I think they're terrible, and I've written so many articles saying that. Rugby league matches should kick off no later than 7.30 and ideally at 7pm because it's just ridiculous that, you know, the game finishes at 10pm. If you're taking a kid that's even like a 12-year-old to a game and you're not leaving a stadium at 10pm, I mean, like, you know, you're ruining their their night. You're, You're basically dragging them home at that point. Um, they're falling asleep in the car and all that sort of thing, and it's just not good for for young fans. Um, so I agree with bringing the kickoff forward to say seven pm. I think that would be ideal. Uh, and I see your your idea with Saturday. I, I agree with you. It's probably the most available period for all rugby league fans. But at the same time, I also see where broadcasters would look at the Sunday evening figures the TV ratings and say, well, this is when the most people are available to actually watch the game on TV. And that's all they really care about. But I think that if you kicked it off at 7pm, 
the game finishes at about 9pm, that's a pretty good compromise. Um, it, look, it's know, not too bad. I think, yeah. I think though, if they had a whole week to promote these three games on a Saturday night, I think you'd, they'd get very comparable results. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there you go. It's, it, for broadcasters, though, they're going to get a pretty good result anyway. Mm-hmm. And the other, look, the other thing for broadcasters that they would probably say too is they can have the TV ratings for the weekend and also have it on a Wednesday. And that's just a huge bonus for them. Yeah. Um, and that's something that rugby league supporters sometimes forget about, that a broadcaster will say, look, we've already got, we're going to have Friday and Saturday and Sunday already. But if we also have a State of Origin game in there on a Wednesday that's going to draw 3 million people, that week for us is a win in the ratings. Um, and that's something that rugby league, rugby league needs to be willing to accept because, I mean, that's where the money comes from, the TV. And and there's, like, we could put, look, the best time for a State of Origin game, Sunday afternoon, that would be ideal for everybody to watch it. The footy would probably be better. But it's just not good for TV in terms of getting the massive, massive ratings that we want to get for State of Origin. And um, so I can, I've got no problems with Wednesday night State of Origin. I just wish it kicked off earlier. Yeah. Um, so should we should we also be looking at trying to you know how how can we actually look at trying to reduce its impact on the NRL season? So um, I remember writing a piece a while ago where I suggested that it should be played over three consecutive weekends, mm-hmm. and the weekends would have no NRL action on whatsoever. It would be um, international football. Mm-hmm. Um, a genuine city versus country match, like not just a New South Wales one, an Australia-wide one. Yeah. And um, like you could have the the first and the second one made up of players who aren't playing in origin. And, you know, have have some Pacific tests, get France over for a few games. Mm. Just make it a big weekend of international footy. That way the broadcasters aren't missing out, neither are the fans. They're still getting a ton of footy on as well. Um, And you can do that over three straight weeks. It's not foreign to rugby league to shut the competition down for a few weeks to mm-hmm. play rep football. They used to do it consistently yeah. throughout the 40s and 50s and 60s. Um, and it had next to no impact on the game from, from my recollection anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's recollection as in I wasn't there. It was more the fact of just what I've read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that bloody old people. <laughs> I just sound it. Stanley Jean, yeah. I remember when he was a baby. Yeah, <laughs> and then the you universe know about... come into being. <laughs> That's exactly right. So look, it's uh, I wouldn't be adverse to it whatsoever because then you're keeping the NRL Premiership completely as is. It's every team at full strength, every team treated equally, and they get three weeks off in the middle of the year. I mean, how good would that be for the competition when you're leading into the finals? That Teams and players have had three three weeks to rest up and get fresh if they've been trying to recover from injuries and the like. Yeah, I guess it's it's something that they could look at. I I think the way that I would run it would be to have Origin on a Wednesday night kicking off at seven pm. And but what I would do is instead of so it would be like what we've got right now, right? But instead of last weekend being club games, I would have had them as being test matches between at like at Samoa, Tonga, 
New Zealand, Fiji, Papua New Guinea. There's five teams right there that can all put on really good games, like they're top-of-the-line teams. As you say, if, if you could drag over France, that would be fantastic for the international game. Or even if you brought over, say, the United States or Canada, um, you know, Jamaica, like a, a team that is there that is a development team, that it gets to play games. And you know that they're going to struggle a little bit, but it doesn't matter because you've got all of this other quality football that's on show. Um, that's the way I would do it. And then, yeah, State of Origin would be on the Wednesday night, so State of Origin isn't really affected. You've still got the 10-day lead into Origin, and then the games following Origin would just be you'd have a club round, and then you could even go into another Origin camp. It's probably not the ideal setup, but I think it's the one that would probably work best for television as well as the game in a, in a bit of a balance there. And I would just I would play it as quickly as possible, the Origin series in that sense. Could we go a bit quicker and do what they did in 1910, where they mm-hmm. played all three interstate games in the space of eight days? You know what? Why not? I'm, I'm up for it. I know that I'm physically ready for it. Um, just so, have, yeah, let's Essentially, one week of just Origin mayhem. Can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. Yeah, so you'd I, have a... Have a game on Tuesday, a game on Thursday, and a game on Sunday. Man, that's crazy. They did some wild stuff back then, hey? Well, you can probably spread it a bit more. Have Tuesday, Tuesday, Friday, then the following Monday. Yeah, that seems that seems fair enough. I wonder how many players, if we did that now, I wonder how many players that started the first game would be in the last game. And I wonder if it would affect the way they picked the teams, whether you'd be like... Because obviously you need to pick a squad, and I wonder if you'd ever put your best 17 out or whether you'd try and space it out where you might put your first, your best 17 out in the first game, and then the second game, depending if you won or lost, you put out maybe not your best players, and then the last game. Well, that's the thing. You're pretty much going to be guaranteed that you're going to be putting out your best 17 for game three. So yeah. You've got to figure out how to protect as many of those players as you can in mm. this, especially the second game. The second yeah. game will be the dud. Yeah. yeah Unless you try be. and play the long game, you get you know, we'll name our weaker team in game one. And imagine if we get the win there, we've got our you know top line team ready for game two and game three. Game two and three, yeah. Well, New South Wales likes to name weakened sides. They'd like to leave their best players out for. In the past, where it's like, oh, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready. And it's like, he's 28 years old. When's he <laughs> going to be ready? You know? So, um, thankfully, they've gotten away from that, you know, the last few years. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting debate because whatever, the, whatever it is, it's not working right now. What they're doing no. right now just isn't working. And I don't think even the clubs are happy with it because... You know, they're dropping points when they shouldn't be. So I think that there's probably a compromise in there somewhere. We've got one rep weekend. I think the rep weekend works pretty well. I'd like to see more rep footy play during it. But, um, yeah, I I think that I would just have three rep weekends leading into the Wednesday Night Origin. That's how I would do it and have just the one game leading, you know, the one round 
in between, like the one NRL round in between the rep weekends. That's how I would do it. Um, it would be a little bit of a, what would you call it? It'd be a little bit of a chase around for some of the players having to go back and forth, but not too bad. Uh, it'd mostly be for the state of origin players and they'd still get their 10 day um, leading into origin. So, you know, I, 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 that to me, that is the compromise, but I, I'm open to any suggestions. So how about, cause see my, my thing is, um, like obviously I'll, I love Origin. I follow Rugby League. Everyone loves Origin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want the sanctity of the competition to be as as solid as possible. Yeah. And um, I think coming into... The, see, the problem at the moment I have with Origin is I think it starts too late as well. And people may question that straight away, but it's not so much when the first game's played. It's when the last game's played. Mm-hmm. And the last game is usually played just before, say, round 18 or round 19. Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know, you essentially got six weeks or so, six, seven weeks before the final start. Mm-hmm. And I think that's too late in the season. I'd like to have at least 10 weeks of games going on before the final start. Yeah. Because then you've got time for players to get back from injury. You've got a lot more focus going in the lead up there. And that means that you'd have to start Origin around, around seven, eight, around there somewhere. Um, and it's, I don't that's know. I think pretty, uh, that's pretty quick, though. Yeah, to that, get that is, but, that, but that, that's that's on the current system, though, where they they make it go over six weeks or so. Yeah. So I think if they can condense it down to even if they got it down to to four weeks, they play at Origin Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday mm-hmm. over the space of four weeks. Mm-hmm. You could then have it go from you know round ten to round fourteen. Yeah, and you got round fifteen to twenty five after that. To me, that doesn't sound too bad, mm-hmm. and you're not knocking the wind out of the competition as it's just kicking off. Like you know, around ten, people are starting to get into it, and um, the crowd's starting to build. So, Origin's not a bad time. Then you're not going to have this this you know five six week period where everyone just goes Ugh, about the NRL. Yeah, and look, I I mean, say there was no Origin, say there was no break whatsoever. Do you think that the NRL season would feel like it was dragging on? I don't feel it does anyway. So um, I feel like it would feel like it, it drags on. I think that Origin gives it a nice break so that it, you know, you've got the lead into Origin. And I hate them when people talk about state of Origin in week two of the season. It's like, shut up. Um But when, when I feel as though we get to Origin period and it's a nice little break and then we you know, get out of the origin period and then we're back into the NRL. And I feel like it's almost a mid-season break. It stops us from having the season drag on, you know, where you're like, wow, do we really need, you know, all these games to be played? So I feel as though the breakup is a pretty good thing. Oh, look, it's, yeah, look, I'm not opposed to it, but I, I, don't, I don't find that the, the season drags on. I think, I think the drain on the NRL competition may actually cause... That, that dragging feeling because you're not watching the best teams playing at their best ability with their best squads available. And you're not seeing yeah. every team playing either. Like this week, we only got four games. So it just kind of feels like half half around, half yeah. the effort's put in, half the sides are playing. Everything's halved. The crowds, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 
Well, you just have to look at that Canberra versus Bulldogs game, and I tend to give the Bulldogs a little bit of leeway because the at the club just isn't that good. But I mean, that game felt like it was played in slow motion. It was terrible, um, and. Yeah, I, I think that, look, there, there might be other ways you could go about it. You could maybe look at playing, I don't know, a, a nines competition over a weekend instead of, of having a rep round or, um, I mean, what other things could you do? You might be able to work it out with some with the Rugby Football League to have Super League clubs come over mid-season and play some sort of knockout tournament. I don't know, but... I well, I mean, the Super League uh, clubs could even come over and play a round of their games here. Yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, I've never thought about that. That would be, that wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Um, they could have Magic Weekend yeah. around the time of Origin One here. Yeah, you know they talk about how great it was. They got thirty thousand to watch their games at Anfield the other week. Mm. They're going to be getting better crowds than that if they come over here for a week. Like well, while so Origin's they, on. Well, say so they played at Parramatta Stadium, and and I say that so that you're not reaching for the stars straight away. Yeah. 30, they got, how, how many did you say? They got 30,000 for the, that wasn't the whole round though, was it? No, it was the whole round this, this week was 48. So, no, I mean the, for the magic round. At oh, magic round. Yeah, it, was, it was just over 30 grand from memory. For the weekend. whole weekend. That's I know, it would it, have that... been, I think it was 30 grand for, for both, for the two days. So 30,000, one day one, 30,000 day two. Okay, so 60,000 all up. Um, um, 56,869 was what they got all up. I feel like you would do better than that at Parramatta Stadium if you played Magic around there. 30,000 all-seater stadium, um, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Well, as I said, um, we had we had 48,000 watched the four games this week of that yeah. quality. Of you know of the quality we just saw, that yeah, was forty eight thousand in four games. So that's on par, if not better, than what they had for Magic Weekend all up total. Yeah, so and I don't have, a lot of. They don't even have to do a Magic Weekend. They could have it at a few different venues. You know. Yeah, definitely. Like break it in in two, um, or even like if you had the say you had the Friday night game, you broke that off, and then you had the you know the Saturday and Sunday is your weekend. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a really good idea. Actually, look, that's one round of football that you could sort that you could have completely sorted out. Um, play a magic round, a Super League magic round. But that's, I mean, it's a lot of effort from Super League to come over and help us out. I don't know that they'd be willing to do that. But if you could make a, a financial case for them, they might be willing to do it. I guess the the other thing to think about is you're going to see NRL c- clubs looking at that and saying, hang on a second, you're bringing in other clubs from a different competition to play and take up the TV time and then you're giving them money to do it when we could be getting that money. And as you say, 48000 between those games that we had on the weekend, maybe NRL clubs wouldn't be willing to give up that airtime and the money that comes from that, those games. Stiff. <laughs> yeah, I, I like but that. You, you make a you make a very very valid and mm. very good argument. But mm. I say at this stage, NRL clubs are, are they've been known to whinge about this origin period because they don't get to pick their best teams. Yeah. So here's their here's their ultimatum: you have to pick one or the other. 
We get yeah. Super League to come over and do magic round, or you yeah. quit your bitch it and you play the fucking game as you're told to do. Well, that sounds like something I would say. Holy crap. Um, yeah, I that's, agree. That's that's the situation they should be put in, okay? Because I, I don't see that the NRL is going to lose anything out of this. Because if they can raise the profile of the game in England, then obviously as we're the better game here, um, raise the quality of the game over there, raise the quality of their players. Canberra will recruit the best of them. It improves rugby league over here at the same time. I've got no doubt you'd get a government that would tip money into that too because they would say that we're getting, you know, 100,000 English fans over and it pumped $20 billion into the economy sure, that they it? like to use. Yeah, they like to use figures like that that you're kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? And we'd do um, it intelligently. We'd have have a game in Canberra or Melbourne. Actually, that'd be a better idea. Have two mm-hmm. games in Melbourne, two games in Sydney, two games in Brisbane. Yeah, Spread them out. That. Yeah, yeah. As long as Hull FC plays in Sydney, though, because I'm not travelling. That, that, that can be arranged. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm on board now. <laughs> London, yeah. London, would, London would have to play in Melbourne. Yeah, London in Melbourne. Um, because, you know, they're, would... both, they're both well south of where the game is common. That's true. And what would be the next southern team? It might be Warrington. I think it might be Warrington. No, no, wait, you, you've you've missed it. You've missed it there. It's Catalan. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so I think I, I yeah, you're right, Catalan. Okay, so London Catalan, you could sell that in in Melbourne, and then the next I one, I I really do. I I feel like and I've probably got a bunch of palms just yelling right now, going, "No, oh, you don't know what you're talking about." But I feel like the next southern team would be Warrington. Maybe we should really bring up a map. I just can't be bothered. It's too much prep. Yeah, it's too too much hard work. We haven't we haven't thought yeah. that much through. We're just running yeah. ideas here. Yeah, but that yeah, that, exactly. would, that would cover one one weekend in a pretty good way. Then you can have a, a whole weekend of test footy. So yep. make make it worthwhile for the British. Have them play two tests while they're over here, or That's maybe even I... three. They could play three tests against New Zealand while they're here. Yeah. They bring all their players over. Have have France and um, Great Britain or England, whichever they want to use now. Um, have them play tests while they're here, so that the players aren't just here for a weekend. They're here for a few weeks. They get to make use of it. They get their value out of it. But then this, I mean, Sky over there is going to be like, what the fuck? You just stop playing your season over here halfway through. They're not going to be too happy about that. I'm trying to think if... Let them have rights for three weeks. It's not going to hurt anyone, surely. Free. For free. No, no, not for free. They just say, you know, you can... We we broadcast it over here, like Mm -hmm. Fox Sports, and for Fox Sports or Channel 9 or the NRL, for Christ's sake, if they need to, they can Mm -hmm. broadcast it and say, here you go. You you can pay us whatever you want for this. We, We won't make it expensive, but we'll make sure that we both get a deal we're happy with. It doesn't have Maybe to be a money-making be... thing. Yeah, see, I, I think as soon as you just start saying phrases like that, though, you get people in the game going, oh, you know, we kind of have to make money out of it. Well, this um, is the problem I have with too much of what's going on in the game is that the mm-hmm. the interest in making money has mm-hmm. overtaken the interest in the game itself. And if we stop taking interest in the in the game and trying to help the game grow, it will eventually not make anyone any money at all. Yeah, and that's a good point. And look, once upon a time, 
there were people saying, playing for your state of origin, that's not going to work. How's that going to make money? Um, you do have to start somewhere. You've got to be able to lay a foundation. But I do, I do see where you do want to try and put together things that are financially viable because otherwise you end up with a scenario where it's like the 2000 World Cup, which we won't talk about too much <laughs> because we won't do a whole podcast on that, but kind of got to make things financially viable. Um, well, how about making so, a reciprocal deal? So we take an NRL round to England. Well, I, you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I think Magic Round, if they ever took it outside of Australia, and I don't think that they will, outside of Australia New Zealand, sorry, which I don't think they will, I think the first place you would put it on would be Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I'd take it to – okay, now I'm starting to come up with an idea, all right. So I'd take take the – bring the English uh, Magic Round here for a, for a week, have some internationals yeah. around there. We yeah. then take an NRL round. You know, yeah. not one during Origin, but take an NR round Magic Weekend to England, France, uh, yeah, England or France, okay, yeah. and play a test or two over there, mm-hmm. right? And what we do is for both Magic Weekends, the NRL and the RFL split the cash evenly between the two. Yeah, you could do that. Although you know what, if I I just I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yep. I know if I'm at NRL club, I'm saying to myself. Are you fucking kidding? We're the draw cards. We're going to get more money over there. They're going to be taking money from us out of our pockets. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, I that's I know that's what they think. Yeah, but um, both games have just got to say, you know what, this is for the betterment of rugby league. Do you want rugby mm-hmm. league to be successful and grow, or do you want it to go in the current trend it is? Mm-hmm. I don't think people in England have got a leg to stand on with that argument because they're going to be the ones getting a better deal out of this than the Australians Definitely. will. Definitely. Um, the Australians can take the slight downturn. I don't think it would be that big a downturn anyway. I think it would be seen as a pretty big event. You can even play the World Club Challenge in the same weekend. You can find a way to make this viable for um, both codes so they're not spending too much money or time mm. doing this. You could have a you know, test in the middle of the year again, Australia versus Great Britain while you're there. Don't have to do a tour then. You've got all sixteen clubs over there playing a game of footy each. You could play have have your World Club Challenge. Have three mm-hmm. tests over there. You can't tell me that's not more you know more exciting than what we currently got. See, you know, I've I've always wondered what it would be like to have NRL clubs in the Challenge Cup. Like, say you got one NRL club in it. Say, okay, let's think about this. Ninth place team qualifies for, say, the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup or even the semifinals of the Challenge Cup. I see only what the bottom eight teams in it? Yeah, because they're not competing in the final series, right? Okay, I get I get you. Yep. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just the – that's, you know, and it might <laughs> take some – I don't know. I, th- I think they'd have to earn their place in the final somewhere, so I'd be bringing them in around six. Yes, and that's that's the thing. Like, and then I don't think it's workable if you do it that way. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think if you brought them in the quarterfinals, England would England would crack the shits over it hard. And I think they got, would. They'd have, they'd have I the love right that. to do that as well. I know you no, do. 
I love I it. Can't you imagine? There's why, why have you got the right to come in when all these other teams? It's like because we're from Australia, all right? I, just shut, I just shut the fuck up. We belong here. It's, <laughs> we're going to take the trophy home. You know it. You've already lost it to France, and now we're going to take it from you. 36 inches of glory. I would have... I would have a... Um, why not have an Australian Challenge Cup and our top four teams then go into the semis with their top four teams? I, I like it. See, this is where my my World Club Challenge, where we're playing it, we, we, we scrap international footy for an, one off-season every three years and we play the World Club Challenge and it's a straight knockout competition and it has nothing to do with who finished where. It's just the top team from Australia, the top place team from New Zealand, the top place, and that would be so cool. That's that would really be an international club football world club uh, world club challenge slash challenge cup. I reckon. What do you reckon? I agree. I think, and have it at the end of the current season when yep. all the teams that won their titles are still intact, not not when they've you know contracts have ended and team squads have changed. You mm-hmm. want the teams that won those titles to be at their peak, and the actual teams that won. In this competition, and yeah, I'd have a, a straight knockout. Get get the top sixteen in in England, so it's obviously um, two lead, two championship teams in there. So um, I, would make, I would have it different. My, or probably, probably, or probably be, bring in Toronto and Toulouse, maybe. Yeah, well, see, I would have like I'd have the PNG Hunters, I'd have the Auckland Warriors, I'd have the ah, top Australian team, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, you'd have the the, the Toronto Wolfpack. You'd probably have the Catalina Dragons and just the top team from every country, no matter where they finish in their respective competitions. And, yeah, just have them knockout competition. And it would be... I was say, and there's no entry fee, unlike, yeah. unlike the Challenge Cup, with, you know, yeah. the crap that Catalan went through there. Oh, that was ridiculous. That was so stupid. You know what they should have done? They should have melted that beautiful trophy down, sent it back in, as like a cube, and said, we're good, thanks. <laughs> here's, a, here's our gold coin entry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Look, I, we found, I, I what, don't what would it be made out of? Probably, no, I'm right, it's probably tin. <laughs> now, look, the Challenge Cup trophy is the the one, along with the World Cup trophy. They are the, the most glorious-looking trophies we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Absolutely I, I, beautiful. I'd be I'd be pissed off with the Catalan Dragons if they melted that thing down. Like I would not, too. Like melt down the Super League trophy, I wouldn't care. But yeah, the the Challenge Cup, no, 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 can't have that. <laughs> Do you remember when someone fucked up the America's Cup? They took a baseball bat or something to it. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, the America's Cup, the oldest trophy. I believe it's the oldest oldest international trophy in the world, and someone smashed it. Um, and I can't remember where it was when they did it, but yeah, they beat the crap out of it. And yeah, I don't know if they now use a replacement, but that was pretty sad when that happened. Not as sad as the uh, the <laughs> the rugby league World Cup trophy getting lost in the mail. That was sad. Although, what about uh, when <laughs> when the Raiders were driving down the highway and Malmini dropped <laughs> the the Winfield Cup off the back of a well, a convertible. That was pretty Laurie, bad. That thing Laurie, shattered. Laurie Daly had to nurse it with a towel wrapped around the bottom of yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And look, all, all of a sudden, when was the last time we talked about State of Origin? It was a bit like about 20 minutes ago. 
just full of ideas. We are. Yeah. We don't want to, yeah. we don't want to burn out all the material because we we want to have some material left over for the uh, the live show this Wednesday. That's true. So anybody that's listening now, right? What you've got to do is if you're on Twitter, keep an eye on Fergo Freak Pod, which is our podcasting Twitter feed. Um, we post on there a little bit sometimes as well, but keep an eye on that. On Wednesday before Origin at about 7 o'clock, we might jump on a bit earlier depending on what we're doing. Um, we're going to be live right up until kickoff of Origin and then we're going to jump straight off because we know you're not going to want to listen to us while Origin's on. And we're basically going to talk footy. We've got uh, some really controversial comments that have been sent to us by somebody <laughs> who we will not disclose just yet. And where I'm going to be drinking beer, Andrew won't be. Uh, because you'll get in trouble, and it'll yeah. be it'll be good fun. We're going to have a lot of fun for an hour, and it's going to be better than listening to Channel Nine, you know, doing the usual bullshit. Or as I said before, the uh, the usual current affair hatchet job on some former NRL player. Just before yeah, Origin. yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you so, know they you know they've got something up their sleeve. Yeah. Uh, so listen to it if you do if you follow Freak. If, no, if you follow Fergo Freak Pod on Twitter, you can also go on Periscope, and it's the exact same thing. It's Fergo Freak Pod, or just follow me or Andrew on Twitter, which is uh, Andrew RLP or yep. League Freak, and we're gonna chuck that thing up live absolutely everywhere. And you don't have to download anything; you can just press the press play and it just plays straight off of Twitter. So um, join us and have some fun with us. That's right. And if you don't have Twitter, you can go to www.pscp.tv slash FergoFreakPod. Um, we'll be posting the link everywhere as well, so you can watch it on there. They've got an app. Um, you can sign up there just using your, your Facebook or Google account details. You have to go through filling in forms and crap like that. So The easiest one is process. Twitter. If yeah, you but, go, if you've got a Twitter account and you go there and you sign in with your Twitter, and the company, it's Periscope, it's owned by Twitter, so you don't have to worry about anything, and exactly you right. just literally, it just logs you in with your Twitter account, basically, so it's really, really easy. We actually did it through the uh, Fergo Freak Pod account, and we we pressed signed up, sign up, and we did it through that, and we're like, is that it? Have we done it? And it, it took, it was literally just pressing the button, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, pretty much two or three clicks. So, uh, yeah. yeah, check that out. Um, if you've got any comments you'd like us to to uh, read out or if you just want your name read out, if you're just mm. after a bit of publicity for your Twitter account, you just want us to read out your Twitter handle, you know, we've got time to kill. So just just send us a tweet to the Fergo Freak Pod and tell us on there what you want read out. We'll say it. Yeah, Whatever Unless we choose not to. So, you know, make it something we want to say. Yeah, <laughs> make it something we want to say. <laughs> that sounds so weird. It sounds like a culty thing or something. Well, people um, are going to find out what, what our, um, I suppose, where we draw the line. Should we say this? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's very true. That's very true. Um, but, yeah, and we'll try. what we want to do is just turn it into just a fun hour leading into Origin. We'll be talking Origin. We'll be talking footy. We'll be talking about you guys. We'll be having a laugh. It, it's going to be a lot of fun, I reckon. So jump most aboard. Importantly, most importantly, yeah. amongst all of the things that we will be talking about, we'll also be talking about the starting block. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, 
Like, we did it. We did it, Andrew. They're not going to beat what we did this week, eh? Like, I mean, this sometimes you just got to... This is going to take some beating, that's for sure. Sometimes calling the big guns, because what I did, right, is I got in touch with a friend of mine. I said, listen, I know that you've learned a lot from me in terms of becoming successful online, but I need you to do me a favour. Then they asked me if I'd done DMT, and I was like, can you just keep keep listening to me, all right? And they were like, have I seen this new Bear Attack video? And I was like, no, show me. They showed me the new Bear Attack video. I was very impressed. Anyway, I said, listen, you're going to have to mention the starting block for me on your podcast. And they were like, oh, it's going to be difficult. And I said, no, nah, I'm sure you can do it. I'm sure you can do it. So I'm going to play actually, a little I was, bit. I was going to say, we actually asked them to do it in a unique way where it sounded conversational yeah. and it's not seamless. Yeah. That's right. I, I, it, it was like... It was like a challenge, like make it as seamless as possible. Um, and so, yeah, so let's see how seamless it sounded. This is, should we say who it is? Yeah, Lee? yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. This is our good friend Joe Rogan talking to Greg Fitzsimmons in the Joe Rogan Experience number 1307 and take a listen to this. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Who's also born into just terrible situations like that, and you can listen to his story yeah. and read his uh, or listen to his audio book, which is fantastic. Read his book and understand there's people like him that used to be like me. They made it through, and now they have a story, and I can do that too. It's possible, and then that becomes your guiding light. But the idea that we're all on the same fucking starting block is just stupid as fuck. Yeah. It's stupid. Oh it's my stupid. god! It's a bad way to look at the world. Yeah. And How good are we? How do you top that? You just can't. Can you top that? We, just... we, we've got him to say it straight away, too. Like, next episode. That's his latest episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just we, brilliant. We've got contacts. We, we, don't want to, we don't want to big note ourselves, but we will if we have to. We've got contacts. We know people. Sometimes you just got to. You know? Sometimes you just got to let it happen. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see the starting block now go bigger than that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they make happen now. Because we've had so they've had a, a number of people that listen to their podcast that have their own podcasts who've been mentioning Fergo and the Freak, and it's like, wow, how are we going to top this? And then I was like, you know, let's talk to Joe about it. And you're like, oh, I don't know, should we? And I was like, yeah, Joe's going to do what we tell him to do. Well, yeah, he's on the payroll. So, yeah. We, well, we should yeah, explain that. He he is the father of that bloke we've got sitting at the door outside. Our intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. True. I don't think so, I don't think Joe knows that. No, but we no. haven't told we haven't told Joe that's the case yet. Yeah, but and we've, he's we've got too, we've, too... and we've got legit facts to prove it. You know, we could do, we did one of those DNA tests through Ancestry dot com. I mean, those things are rock solid, aren't they? Well, you know, <laughs> they they keep on finding serial killers with them. It's hilarious. People going. <laughs> You know, they go and get their DNA done. I love to know how many people go on to family reunions and stuff, and they say, oh, look, I got the family tree done. And, you know, the creepy uncle or something's just like, fuck. John Wayne's now John, on it. You got John Wayne Gacy in the family tree. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I've been burying so many people under my house. They're going to know. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, how about that? I want to see the starting block do better than that. And uh, speaking of, I mean, that, I mean, what we did there was was bloody intelligent, mm. and that was just the line I used to set up my next line. 
on, mm-hmm. on intelligence. My daughter's come in to me and she's asked for a, a packet of biscuits mm-hmm. after she'd just eaten a packet of biscuits because she mm-hmm. knows that I'm not going not gonna to say anything to her because I'm doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, you've already had a packet. You're not having another one now. Nodding what? and being cute doesn't get you the answer. What type of biscuits are they? Tiny teddies. Oh, I love tiny teddies. No, you've already had some. You can go eat a banana. Go yeah. and eat a banana. Or an apple. Or an apple. And she's off. Excellent. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> to eat something healthy and they'll disappear. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, this so was we- a good episode. This was a good episode of the podcast, eh? I think that we managed to not fix the state of origin and uh, we really threw the gauntlet down to the starting block. And we also threw out a few a whole heap of ideas that we didn't really follow through with about how to, you know, what we could do with the magic round and stuff. Yeah, we, and, we fixed nothing. And most importantly, I sound a lot better than I did last time. Yeah, um, yeah you do. And I was able to actually make coherent arguments and have a proper conversation as opposed to just sitting there going, um, <laughs> and remembering, remembering that I was supposed to be conscious through the event. Yeah, consciousness helps in something, so. Yes. Um, <laughs> apologies again for the tail end of the last, the last episode. God, that was dire. I listened back to it going, Jesus Christ, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. But, uh, thanks, everyone, for persevering. It's been great. Um yeah, the the show's downloads are going great, guys. We're getting more listeners every time. It's fantastic. So you you people are all just absolutely gorgeous humans. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Hit the mm-hmm. five stars. Um, drop us a line. We're going to read out our iTunes comments on Wednesday as well. We've got a few reviews on there. So if you want to put one on there and have it read out, mm. you've, you've got two days to get in there and get it done. Make it good, um, though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we've got uh, we've got the the YouTube page. Go on there and and click the bell icon and subscribe to that and like every video because you know why the hell not? It's not going to take that long. And uh, <laughs> yeah, God, takes follow, two follow, seconds. I was going to say follow Fergo Freak Pod on Twitter. We've only set that up that account up about a week and a half ago. So get on there. We're on Facebook as well. God, man, we're just everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how. Like you, you now search for Fergo and the Freak, and everything that we've put up is it's just everywhere. It's kind of scary. It, it's it's freaky. I feel like yeah. I'm being stalked by myself. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta you gotta keep your stalking fresh, don't you? You gotta stalk yourself a little bit, <laughs> just to see where you can find your errors. It's kind of like um, video analysis for NRL players. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. That's <laughs> very true. <laughs> Don't know where that was going. Um, yeah, any anything else you want to get in there, mate? Uh, no, no, I'm good. I think it's a good start to the weekend. Really looking forward to to jumping on on uh, on Wednesday for the live show. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, good start to the week. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will catch you all on Wednesday afternoon. <laughs>